We are living in an incredible day of delusion. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show podcast. Thank you for joining me. I was contemplating this podcast and all the other things I'm doing these days to just really clarify what is my mission. And it became very clear. One of the things I'm called to do is shine light into dark places. Another thing I'm called to do is equip people to better know the truth and apply it to their daily lives and go out and fight these battles. But then regarding fighting these battles, it became very clear to me that this podcast is part of a very large resistance effort, a nonviolent resistance effort. Who are we resisting? We're resisting the global political machine. We're resisting the deep state. We're resisting the political affairs in the United States of America that are taking this country down a very seriously bad path. We're resisting delusion. We're resisting a deep state that's pushing this delusion. We're resisting a media that's pushing the delusion. We're resisting an educational system that is pushing this delusion with incessant indoctrination. And we're resisting social media, which is doing the same through social media platforms that we all use or are all aware of. And we may have fun on those platforms. We may be able to connect with friends and actually get some real business done. But most of the people using many of these applications are getting their brains dumbed down. Their minds are becoming numb. I mean, look at some of the delusions that we're met with today. CO2, they say, is a pollutant. No, CO2, carbon dioxide, is not a pollutant. Carbon dioxide is a compound necessary for life. And more of that compound, even though it's a trace element in the atmosphere, more of that compound will actually allow life to flourish even better. Plant life loves carbon dioxide. Right along those same veins, another delusion is that electric cars are powered by the sun. No, they're not. The grid that those cars have to plug into is mostly powered by natural gas. There's even some coal in the electricity mix. Other delusions include human biology. Right down to our chromosomes, people have believed a lie that there are two genders. That has been smashed at the altar of woke. Another lie, another delusion. Karl Marx had some great ideas. They just need to be employed properly. Well, every time Karl Marx's ideas have been employed, it's always resulted in disaster. But there are people who really think we can do it right this time. Another delusion. America's founders were racist. I address that in my upcoming book, Climate Cult. It's a lie. Some did own slaves. There's no question about that. But most did not. 
and the heartbeat of America, those 13 original colonies, which was the New England area, the northeastern part of the United States now, they were greatly opposed to slavery. Just a little fact that seems inconvenient to some. Another bit of delusion. The inalienable or unalienable, same thing, God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, some say they're absurd. That's impossible. How could a God give anybody rights? But this is the day in which we live. And so at this point in time, this podcast is, is taking a turn. I'm going to be more focused on the resistance than ever before. And I hope in the process, I will encourage you, if you're called to it, to start speaking up on these matters. Not everybody is. Not everybody's equipped to do that. Not everybody has the character to do that. Not everybody has the, the, the skills to do that. But some of you do. And some of you need to start getting armed with the facts, go out there and do battle. And I hope that these podcasts will encourage you to do just that. I've got an article up at briansussman.com and I want to read from this article. It has to do with another, another bit of delusion. And that's that the California energy grid is powered by wind and solar. Well, there are some elements of wind and solar to it, but the powers that be in California would make you believe that the grid in California is powered by solar and wind entirely. No more natural gas, a little bit of nuclear, but we're going to phase that out. Yeah, there's also some hydro. It's all delusion. It's all propaganda. You know, for nearly 70 years, actually since the 1960s, uh, the peace, love, and, and dope days in California, which really started in the Haight-Ashbury section of San Francisco, we have... California being the epicenter of a radical philosophy that holds that capitalism, wealth, property rights, and conservatism are enemies of the people. This is a radically progressive ideology. And this radical ideology birthed the modern-day environmental movement. Now, really and truly, this environmental movement, and I've written extensively about that, and I'll continue to write about this. You'll read about it in the new book, Climate Cult. Uh, this, this originally was formed by disciples of Karl Marx. They wanted to use the environment, or ecology, as a weapon to assail capitalism. They've done a pretty darn good job. So now we have uncompromising green extremists using the environmental movement to attack lifestyles that they conclude are harming the planet. And ultimately, these broad-minded thinkers have concocted environmental laws and environmental policies that seek to control us, 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 the people they consider to be lesser-minded. And to accomplish this, one of their goals is to limit the
the flow of inexpensive energy available to the masses. You see, our, our lives are dependent on the grid. Seriously, I mean, without electricity, you can't even get water out of that tap. We're dependent upon the grid for all of our communication. We're dependent upon the grid. And the grid is on shaky ground, and most people don't really understand this. But again, what they would like to do is use our electrical supply, our energy supply, to force us to make lifestyle changes that are more congruent with their climate agenda. And of course, the climate agenda demonizes fossil fuels and calls for the end of big oil. They want us to downsize our homes. They want us to reduce our carbon footprints. They want us to become dependent on mass transit. They want to herd us into cities where we can be better observed, better controlled, better regulated. You've heard of the 15-minute city. They want to keep us in metro areas where everything you need can be found within 15 minutes. They want a better guarantee that by providing us with our basic needs, including perhaps universal basic income, they can be reelected, reelected by robots who vote them into office time and time again. That's why we have a resistance that's growing, that's burgeoning. There are other podcasts. There are people properly using social media. There are people out there getting their hands and their fingers dirty in the process of proclaiming the truth. But the lie, the lie that these people have activated to move forward their plans involves that compound necessary for life that I was talking about, CO2. CO2. They contend carbon dioxide is a pollutant stemming from the use of gas and oil. The products required and coal required to produce energy. Now, while it's true, carbon dioxide is a heat-absorbing greenhouse gas that is emitted whenever you use fossil fuels, it's not accurate to claim such usage is definitively causing global warming or climate change. That's foolhardy. We need carbon dioxide. Without it, the plants die. If the plants die, we all die. We need greenhouse gases. Carbon dioxide is a trace greenhouse gas. The largest greenhouse gas is water vapor. We need greenhouse gases. Without them, we would have temperature swings where you live of 100 degrees between night and day. In other words, without greenhouse gases, where you live, there wouldn't be a you or a me, or any of us, because the climate would be uninhabitable. So in addition to all of this, we have something that Al Gore once referred to as a wrenching transformation of society. A wrenching transformation of society that's being pushed by politicians, radical politicians. For the past several decades, lawmakers in California have been putting in place, and 
the environment, whatever starts in California tends to move across the country. And even the red states have to battle what comes out of California, especially in terms of the environment. For the past several decades, lawmakers in California have been putting in place aggressive moves towards renewable electricity production. The renewables primarily are solar and wind. They want to kill big oil with solar and wind. I'm, I'm actually withholding a laugh because that's so stupid. While doing so, they frequently tout California's nation-leading electric efficiency and its supposed reduction of CO2 emissions. But what they don't tell you in their press releases is that Californians are paying the highest electricity prices in the contiguous United States. And they don't tell you that the energy grid in the Golden State is hanging by a mere thread. They don't tell you that. Again, it's inconvenient. While there are a myriad of laws and policies that have made California's retail consumer electricity prices totally out of line with the rest of the country, I'm just going to boil it down to a few. Now, this is all on top of Biden, infla- Biden inflation. I, there's an article that came out just today explaining how a large percentage of families in the United States are spending half their income on rent or a mortgage payment. That is not sustainable. In California, it's even it's probably even higher than that in some cases. And while California's energy prices are the highest in the nation outside of Hawaii and occasionally Connecticut, while they're generally the highest in the nation, They're about to go up again in January. Here are the problems. First, in California, there is so much oil under our own soil. I was born in this state. I've lived in this state most of my life. My professional career has been in this state. There are abundant reserves of oil and gas in California. But California has made the decision to curtail, eventually, the use of those resources, and they're scaling back big time. There are only three natural gas energy plants left operating in California, and the legislature has plans to shutter them all. There's a huge disconnect between the environmental community and, 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 the, and the rest of us. But they don't care. They want to put forward this wrenching transformation of society. So what has California done instead? Well, as they they scale back on big oil and natural gas, California has led the way in government-subsidized solar and wind power because it's the only way the bureaucrats have been able to get renewable generation, which, by the way, is very costly by the kilowatt. Solar and wind power is very, very expensive. To get that to market costs a lot of money. Problem is, solar only works on sunny days. And solar doesn't work during the early morning hours. The sun has to get at the right pitch. It doesn't work in the late afternoon hours because the sun is out of pitch. When clouds pass by, solar is impacted by that. And the same thing with wind. Wind only works when it's just right. 
Too little doesn't work. Too much doesn't work. When conditions are perfect, that's when you get solar and wind power. When the conditions are not perfect, the grid has to be powered by another instantly available source. And that go-to is natural gas. Yes, in California, there is a little bit of nuclear power left. Uh, this, this, the bureaucrats have shut down the, the one power plant. There's one power plant remaining. It's to be shuttered soon. And by the way, Governor Gavin Newsom, who obviously has bigger plans than just governor of the United States of America, or excuse me, <laughs> governor of California, he probably considers himself to be governor of the United States of California, but he would like to be president someday. It's very clear to everyone. And to perhaps look a bit more moderate and to keep his state's grid from collapsing under his watch, he has made sure that we haven't shuttered all of the natural gas plants yet. And he's kept the last remaining nuclear power plant, which provides 9% of California's energy, up and running for another five years. So he's keeping things going so that if he is, you know, he, he wants to, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to not tarnish his reputation as the guy who let the grid go to hell under his watch. But California's electricity production is very much dependent on natural gas. So if we only have three plants left and they want to shutter those three, where are we getting the natural gas from? Well, we import it from other states. And the importation of natural gas is very, very expensive. Not to mention the fact that it's fiscally stupid. In fact, California is the nation's biggest importer of electricity. Now, in the past, that meant bringing in coal-fired energy from places like Arizona and Utah. But there was a law passed in 2006, the Global War Warming Solutions Act, that effectively banned bringing in coal-fired energy. But there's something else that California does to make up for this. It's called electron laundering. This occurs, for example when California, in its hunt for green electricity or green electrons to power the grid, they'll go to Canada and say, hey, Canada, we want some hydropower. Can you supply us with hydropower? And Canada says, absolutely. They flip the switch and out goes the power from dams to California. I mean, we can really do it like that. The Canadians are more than happy to sell hydropower to California for top dollar. And what they do then is backfill that power need by buying coal-fired energy from places like Washington State or bring it in from Alberta, Canada. So sell the hydro to California at high prices, bring in cheap coal-fired energy from Washington State and also from Alberta, and use the money that California gives them for hydropower to pay for their broken socialized medical system. It's a money laundering scheme. But it's even more devious than that. Because to maintain the green barrage, California authorizes a category of power called unspecified sources of power. You can look it up online for yourself. 
unspecified sources of power in California. They pro that provides about 10% of California's energy needs. The unspecified sources are coal. Meantime, all the legislators continue to make this phony claim that California is leading the way to a carbon-free, net-zero energy grid. Another reason for the sky-high monthly utility bills has to do with the many rooftop solar arrays because the electricity generated by the panels is free to those who have their arrays above their, above their you know, roofs. They get to use that, that energy for free, and then whatever excess they produce is fed back into the grid. However, however, these rooftop solar array folks are not really paying their fair share when it comes to maintenance of the grid, generation of electricity in the grid outside of what's on the roof, transmission of energy in the grid, distribution, as well as very important public programs like wildfire mitigation, clearing back trees from the lines. So when households adopt solar, they're not paying their fair share. While they still rely on the state's electrical grid for much of their power consumption, especially when it's cloudy or it's raining, cloudy usually implies, rain usually implies clouds, or it's early morning or late afternoon or nighttime. This is another reason for the grid's overall higher electricity rates in California. Electrical vehicles are also going to pose another problem. Despite the propaganda, these vehicles generally suck in electricity from the grid that's primarily derived from natural gas. And thanks to government subsidies, massive government subsidies, to get people into these electric vehicles and a massive PR campaign that's saying we should all drive these vehicles. As more drivers switch to an EV and as the politicians in Sacramento continue their warpath against natural gas, the grid's capacity will continue to be stretched, leading to higher prices, rolling blackouts, and forced lifestyle adjustments. You know, on hot summer days, California is already seeing these electronic highway signs above the freeways, urging EV owners to not charge their electrical vehicles between the hours of 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. Those are peak usage hours. And during the hot summer months, those signs appear all over California saying, do not charge your EV between these hours. Why? because the charging sucks up huge amounts of energy. We're getting those highway signs and only 3% of the vehicles on the road in the United States are electric vehicles. Just wait until 2035, because in 2035, California says there will not be another new vehicle sold in the state of California unless it's an electric vehicle. And again, what happens in California spreads across the United States. That grid is going to be so taxed. So with all this, get set, because the state of California is going to employ another electric rate hike in 2024. Is it any wonder 
that people are leaving California in droves. Welcome to the resistance. My prayer is that these podcasts are going to equip you to go out there, do more research on your own, and make your voice heard because we've got to do something. We've got to do something. The state of California and this country at large is in deep trouble unless we wake up from this stupor. And I'll do my part, and I know you'll do your part as well. Thanks for joining me in this edition of The Brian Sussman Show. Please subscribe. I would really appreciate that if you're listening on any audio platform or YouTube or Rumble. God bless your day. Until next time.